Welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Classroom. I'm Swan, one of the original Chihuahua Bats. My partner in crime, Mala, is spending the summer in Wisconsin, and I spoke to her yesterday, and she goes, you know, it's so chilly in the morning, I think I need a sweater. So I informed her I couldn't be her friend because in Texas, we're in triple digits and, and we're melting down here. But anyway, she was with me on my first episode. She'll return again. Um, I'm also a 29-year veteran of the public classroom. I taught Espanol for 29 years. I used to say on a good day, I actually got to teach some Spanish and retired in 2018. And I was really passionate about supporting teachers still in the classroom, being an advocate. And I think that maybe my voice might be stronger because I'm not associated with the school district. So wrote a book called Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, published it in 2019. It highlights a five-year period of my teaching career where literally I found myself standing in chaos in an absolutely unbelievable teaching environment. In fact, I tell people, if you'd have told me I would have been standing in that situation, I just would have laughed. But it happened. And when I realized this was going to be my reality for a year or longer, I knew I had to find a solution. So I did. I stepped up, found a solution. And I tell people, especially now, if you find yourself in a real challenging situation, read my story because you're going to feel a whole lot better about your situation when you realize what I had to go through. So Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, you can find it on Amazon or on my webpage at chihuahuabat.com. So today, in these next few podcasts that I'm doing, I'm connecting with friends, families, colleagues, people who impacted my journey as an educator. And today, I'm really excited to introduce to you Terry Stanford Jacobson. And if you're really paying attention, you'll notice the last names. Yes, we are related. She's my sister-in-law. And Terry, I think you and I met, I want to say it was like 1968-69, like back in junior high. Correct. I was, yeah, I was best friends with your sister, Joe. And back in the day, you know, in the old days, we ran around a lot in groups. So wherever Joe and I were, you were also there. And we were always outside. Yeah, you know, we like, unlike kids today. That's true. And yeah, and we were at different people's, people's houses, houses, but we were all over the place. We were. And we also um, had a couple of classes in high school. So mm -hmm. our, our journey began there. All right. And so you were a year ahead of me. So I got to watch you as you entered the teaching right. process, which kind of helped me make decisions. So let's start with student teaching. Okay. What year is it? Where are you? What are you doing? 1976, Stephen F. Austin, and the last semester that's when we did our student right. teaching. So my best friend Shelly and I, and Susan knows Shelly as well. Yeah. She was a sorority sister, but we were all sorority <laughs> we sisters. We all were. Including my sister. Yes. But anyway, um, chose to student teach in Dallas. Now, we had several people that we, our sponsors are the supervisors that would look after us. So Shelly decided she wanted to teach in Dallas, too, but it's really Dallas Richardson School District and Garland. Yeah. So we got into the Garland School District, and um, this was our last, you know, it was the last semester. We didn't want to necessarily leave school no. and our boyfriends, but <laughs> we sure had a good time in Dallas. Yeah. 
my first school was named Caldwell Elementary, and I was a student teacher uh, for a, for a, this lady had taught for a very long time. And what grade? It was third grade. Okay. And then fourth and fifth were right by us. And okay. And she was very prim and proper and very old school. Yes. Old, old, old. Yeah. But anyway, so I became friends with the fourth and uh, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade teachers. Okay. And I'm still friendly with one of them today, Lorraine Shelton. Yeah. She's 95 years old. Oh my gosh. And she calls me her her youngest friend, and I call her my oh. oldest friend. But she taught me so much in this especially at recess yes. and in the um, teacher's lounge. They, the neat thing about this, you, you were so scared all the time. You were yeah. so afraid to say the wrong thing. Right. You, you, especially when your supervisor came to watch you and everything was brand new. Yeah. And every teacher in that school was a longtime teacher. I'm and talking the youngest, years. right? Yeah. I was the youngest, the very youngest. <laughs> and um, they all took, honestly, they all took me under their wing. Which, Which was really great. Right. And, and you know, dealing with parents, right. using the, which you don't know what it is, yes. mimeograph machine, <laughs> that where you'd have to turn the handle and, right. and to fill the drum. You fill the drum with blue ink or whatever. It came yeah. out purple. Yes. I, I think maybe some of y'all remember this. You might have to ask your mother or your grandmother. Grandmothers were mimeographs. But we would take these papers back, and when we were... I was at White Rock Elementary, and so was Susan. Yeah, yeah. We loved it when the teachers brought them in. They were fresh, and that ink, we, we smelled, smelled so it. Good. Oh, we just, yeah. uh, and they were cold. Cold, they were yeah, cold. yeah. And we were hot because we didn't have air conditioning. No, we didn't grow yeah. up with that. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it was a wonderful experience, and okay. I gave back to them by doing their hair. <laughs> yeah, Terry did their hair. <laughs> I did good hair. Teaching tip, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we talk about the day or whatever. Right before they go, and they used a lot of hairspray. Right. Yeah, back in the day they did. I bring my hairspray, I bring my brushes and everything. The rat combs. So it was so funny. But it was a wonderful old school atmosphere. Good environment for you. Good environment. And it was very cozy and you got, you, it felt like family. Which is good. Which is very good. You don't want to be isolated. You do not want to be isolated. Right. And that so. was the best of my uh, student okay. teaching. And then I went to another school that had just been built. They had just modern. Uh-huh. And they were embracing open concept, uh, if you've ever heard of that. Open concept. It was a thing back then. It was. And uh, there were several studies. Right. And, you know, Texas State teachers, mm-hmm. the TSTA, right. they were always coming up with something and changing yes. all the time. Just when you got it down. Right. <laughs> Just when you got it down. And yes. uh, 
So open concept, you're talking no doors, yes. big open spaces, and you can hear what's going on you all can, over. That's right. And there's a teacher next to you. Right. With a bunch of, you know, they, we had 25, 26, Six, 27 easy. kids. Yeah. And if and one group has to leave, you're, you're cognizant right. of that right. because it disturbs you. And it disturbs the kids, honestly, especially yeah. the ones that cannot focus. Oh, yeah. This was before ADD was this a was word. This was before ADD and ADHD were, was a word. True. You know, so for were words, yeah. and it was very difficult to keep these type of children engaged. quiet and yeah. engaged. That's true. I agree. And honestly, I don't. I did not like it at all. No. I think that's why we don't have it today. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I mean, it was it was one of those things that came and went. Right. And anyway, right. I had a I had ten years in all in Texas. Okay. And I moved to Houston, mm-hmm. and of course lived with Shelley. <laughs> we were together for so That's long, right. yeah. and it was great because she was teaching too. Wow. So I got a job in Cypress Fairbanks. Wow. And now was that open concept? That was open concept, and that's what I was talking about. Right. Okay. But from Cypress Fairbanks, I went to the A-Leaf School District. Oh, I remember when that was a big one. Yeah. Right. And I uh, was at a school there, mm-hmm. and one of the older schools, which, okay. again, I liked so much better. I left the other school district because I wanted something more traditional. More traditional. Yeah, and it was a wonderful experience. What we learned in A-Leaf and what I learned, the big new buzzword was, or words, I should say, Madeline Hunter. Oh, yes. She was big on lesson plans. Lesson plans, step-by-step teaching, Mm -hmm. stating the objective several times, going over what you learned several times. But there was, it was like a roadmap that you followed. And they would they would have I, I did like the part where they had the practice. Right, because they would have like guided practice and then guided independent. Practice. Yeah, everything was guided. And then practice. well guided and then yes. they got help and we would go over it and then we would ask questions mm-hmm. uh, to test their memory and um, to see what they uh, took in. Right. But then you could you could add to your teaching there on the specific points that you might not have touched on or you didn't realize because all kids perceptions are different. Every kid cannot, well, they hear you differently. They do. And that's why it's so important to set, to ask the questions. Yes. And then you go to the independent. Right. Yeah, that anticipatory, Mm -hmm. because she had like seven steps, which I guess is good for different learners. One of the steps would... She was big at, professor at UCLA. Okay. And we had a assistant superintendent, Betty Best, and I guess she was one of the, she was a fabulous teacher before Mm -hmm. she did this. And she got very close with Madeline Hunter and had her come. To, and Madeline Hunter was expensive back then, and she was the thing. So, now are you still in Houston, or have you? Jumped? I'm still in Houston. Okay. So, so, and you know, I I stayed at that school for right. several years. Right. But that is where my principal mm-hmm. came in, and you know, you hate to be, be observed. Observed. 
Oh, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh. This is my favorite unit. So I remember I had to come up with a lesson plan. I was teaching prepositions. Okay. To fourth graders. (laughs) And how do you make that fun? Right. Well, yes. And I'm very artistic and kind of creative. And so I drew the Empire State Building and I made a King Kong that could move around. Get this preposition around the Empire State (laughs) Building or climb up the Empire State Building or climb down. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could go on beneath. On the side of. I know. It was great. Yeah. But it it kept the kids engaged. Yeah. But I had to do the Madeline Hunter method and the lesson plan. And they check for every one of those. Okay. And here is the real kicker. Okay. They videotaped you. <laughs> so they could self-assess you and point out your deficiencies, right. if any. Right. Well, and yes. they would get together with the other principals and with the TSTA. Uh-huh. They would go uh-huh. to the big principal-type meetings. Well, yes. I guess my – she – and. Can I say her name? Yes. Lucy Lita. She was an ex-nun. Yes. And she was very prim and proper. She did everything right. And I, you know, I'm kind of... On the other hand. On the other hand. (laughs) But she got that video and she ran out of the room, (laughs) ran over to the um, administrative building that was across the street from this school. And... Went straight to Betty Best and gave her my Your copy. video, yes. So then I was a model teacher. There you were. That they put on at the yes. TST. Yes. <laughs> this is what we want your teachers to oh do. Oh, my gosh. So what a compliment, right? That's a very big compliment. Yeah, and right. I, um, that was wonderful. Right. Well, 10 years in Texas, right. I ended up going to another open concept school. Right. They were really asking for volunteers. And the school yeah. where I was had several teachers that had been there for years. And they didn't want to move. They didn't want to move. I didn't have to move, but I decided, you know what? They'll okay. give me another experience. This was a brand new school. I loved the principal. Okay. Um, wow. And it was called Reese Elementary. Okay. And... And I love the assistant principal, too. He was hilarious. That's good. But, and it was a huge school because it was new neighborhoods uh, yeah. um, and. Lots of growth. I lots of growth. And, and you know how Houston was. Oh, it was just, yeah. It was it was going. Right. It wasn't it was really in the zones. 80s. Yeah, they weren't really right. zoning. Right. It was just they taking were, off. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Right. And I had a great time there. But again, open concept. And that wasn't your favorite. It's not, and honestly, if you are not, I moved from fourth to fifth grade because Mm -hmm. I was more like the fifth grade teachers. Right. And you kind of have to know who you're teaching with and your style. Well, you have to get along. You have to get along, and you know that. It's Mm -hmm. miserable. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to change to the next grade, and we were kind of wacky. But we were wacky good because we were all creative and we did very special things. And um, we had one uh, male teacher that would videotape everything, just fun stuff with the kids. And I shared that. Yes. And I did it, came up with a teaching unit, which I presented with other teachers. Uh 
at, at one of the meetings, yeah. TSTA or whatever, mm -hmm. and it was called Camp Ride Along, and we even put up tents in. <laughs> for the fifth graders. Yes, we had a song, we would sing like we were at camp, cool. and I had my old principal come over because um, she loved stuff like that, right. and this that was Tammy Ciarella, right. but yeah. oh my gosh, and we did have chocolate, all kinds of oh chocolate. Oh my gosh, yes. And we had several things about camp where they could write, but they would go to the tents and write. They loved it. Yeah, because it was interactive and it it's was interactive. The and it was different. Now that we didn't really say back then. Right, right. absolutely. Right. What I didn't like okay. about Texas okay. uh, public school was, <laughs> and I think it's still the same way, okay. the testing. Right, state testing, yes, mm -hmm. is still in I place. Had, I had one of the the lowest group in math. Okay. And I really they felt like... They you accountable, right? They, yes, they held me accountable, but I really felt I was good with those kids. Sure. But I had no idea. I mean, yeah. these kids could not pass most tests. So. Right, right. Anyway, that's before they had a lot of help and help coming into right. the room. Right, they didn't have remediation. Or, well, yeah. it was a good day right. when yeah. the scores came back and all my kids passed. Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah, because it's a huge pressure for it's teachers. It's a huge pressure, and they can yeah. make you feel responsible oh, for yeah. it. Yeah. The other thing that went along with that was the paperwork, oh, yes. and it was redundant. And yes. they would come up with different things every single year. Mm -hmm. A checkoff system with mm -hmm. just folders and folders and folders. Right. And I cannot tell you how much we had to fill out. And right. I dare say you pass it on to the next grader. It's always there for them. They never even check those things. <laughs> All the work you put in. You know, because yeah. they're busy. They're you know, doing their own checklist yeah, of things. Right. Yes, right. So that was one reason after 10 years, so I decided I needed a change. A change. And I wanted to experience. Now, Houston was really fun yeah, back then. It was. Um, it was the Urban Cowboy Day. Yeah, yeah. And we did a lot of country <laughs> western dancing. But mm -hmm. I wanted to do something where I could absorb more culture there you and go. culture around me. Well, and this was a big step. I went you by took a big leap here. I took a big leap. I went to Los Angeles. You did, girl. And if you've ever yeah. been to Los Angeles, yeah. how do you start teaching there? I mean oh. huge place. I mean, yeah. You know, Houston's well, huge. The my public God. system is out the of control. The public system is out right. of control and very hard right. too. And the teachers have to, I mean, we would always supplement and sure. go to the teacher store and buy oh, stuff. sure. But these dime. poor teachers yeah. would yeah. get textbooks. They would get everything. I wow. mean, it was really sad. Yeah. But they've always had trouble in that area. Okay. And so being in Texas, the schools were great mm -hmm. because they got oil. They had, yeah, they had budgets. Yes, mm -hmm. they did. Right. Well, California doesn't. No. So all... Most parents send their kids to private school. I did not know that when I first went. Well, because private you? school, well, we right. had a couple in Dallas, but right. we just thought, wow, these yep. kids go there. And it yeah. was just not in our realm. Uh-uh, it wasn't in our uh, vocabulary Yes, it wasn't. And anyway, so the socioeconomic thing. Oh, too. yeah. So you but, start thinking private well, school. Well, I go and I take a job just for the summer right, like for a friend of ours who's yes. a manager at Neiman, Neiman Marcus, Marcus in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I got placed. What a trip that was. I bet. 
I got placed with these older women in the dress department. And there used to be a really neat dress department because dresses were big. Now, they're coming back they're now. Coming they're coming back. back huge. Then. You did wear a lot of dresses. We did. So they knew I had taught before. And, and they suggested private uh-huh. to you. They right? suggested private to me because I said, how do you ever get in and right. have an in to anywhere? Yeah. And they said, well, have you tried private school? I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. I said, well, okay. Yeah. I was dating an actor at the time. <laughs> I mean, this is a crazy story. That's all right. We like him. Okay. And he was very cute and very fun. But, I mean, not a big actor either. I mean, he did a lot of commercials. And, you know, sure. it's just, this is a whole new ball game. If you get in yeah. and start learning how everybody yeah. is going out and going for all the interviews it's terrible yeah but um boy you have to have good self-esteem yeah a lot of a lot of negative well he was taking me to a concert uh and i told him about that i think it was the rolling stones of course and of course yeah i hadn't been on the back of his motorcycle but he thought it would be better because of parking etc so we (laughs) went on his motorcycle to the rose bowl okay okay that was lovely yeah and I had talked to him about this, and uh, his parents were real supportive, too, and they had talked to me about education and stuff. But I, for some reason, Mm -hmm. looked in the want ads, and I think he suggested it. Yeah. And And I wouldn't think of that, would you? No. Okay. Never. Uh -uh. Well, it was the first time the Buckley School had ever advertised for a teacher in the one ads. In the one ads. Wow. And mind you, this was after Labor Day. And so I was taking a real leap of faith. You were. Yes. So a teacher who had taught forever decided to leave. Okay. And she did not like the younger teacher that had come in to teach oh, with her. Probably not. Okay. So, so I guess I was a lucky one yeah. in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, I went to interview and... Uh-huh. Boy, being in Los Angeles and in, in the type of school, let me t- tell you, socioeconomically. Very high. Honey, high. Yeah, high, high. I very mean, privileged. Very privileged. Uh, very self-indulged. And famous. Especially the parents. So famous Lots clientele. Of famous clientele. Yeah. Doctors, lawyers. Right. Actors. Actors, actresses. Some right. of the biggest people I had their kids their for years. Right. I ended up staying 20 years for wow. some reason. Okay. But they interviewed, when they interviewed me, mm-hmm. they knew about my video. Ah, we're back to now, 100. Mind you, <laughs> UCLA is oh, huge. For Madeline. Right? Yes, for Madeline. And they knew I had the experience and the video, and they thought that was very cool because Madeline is just right down the street. Right up UCLA, right. 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 And then okay. they had like a, a where you could go experience. They had their own elementary school, you know, for the um, campus and right. for the teachers for okay. UCLA and kind of an experimental school, right. too. Right. But at the time, the Madeline Hunter is what they were embracing. The method, yeah. And it was huge. Oh, yeah. Well, Everybody I happened, was talking Madeline back Right. Then. And that's why I got a couple of student teachers from, so they could, yeah. right, from uh, UCLA mm-hmm. and from the school. Then they wanted me to go teach there. And you know what? I just had to turn it down. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I had made a lot of changes, but you my should have. Had this, yeah. Right. So you're at Buckley, right? So I'm at the Buckley School. And what grade? And I started off in fourth grade. Okay. 
But the majority of my time was in the fifth grade, grade which is my favorite. And uh, being from Texas, you know, I was, they loved that, the kids, because I had an accent. And I would say, (laughs) y'all, and I would also say, this is one of their favorites, y'all don't be ugly. Y'all don't. And it was hilarious because they started talking like me and the parents would tell me, well, you know, he's saying y'all all the time and I'm fixing to go. And, you know, that is very poor grammar, poor grammar, but it was all fun and games. And, um, but the, but the parent population is quite tough Mm -hmm. because they pay a lot of money to have their kids go They want results, but because they pay the money, they think they're entitled to an A. Yeah. They buy the A. Oh, yeah. That's the money. And that was a very difficult thing. You really had to stand up and... Like have evidence to support what you right. were saying. Right. I mean, you yeah. you know, you had to do all of that and keep records. And oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. they will pick you apart because they have so much money. money. They're so much. They're so famous. Or they're such a good lawyer, yeah, etc. Yeah. Believe me. CFO, you know. Uh-huh. I had a Kardashian, uh, Robert right. Kardashian. Mm, okay. And I just loved him. He was darling. That's when good. his father was alive. Okay. Um. Yeah. But I had kids like that all over the place. Right. One year, I had Vanna White as a room mother. And we had <laughs> our potluck supper Uh-oh. <laughs> for yeah. the beginning of the year at Vanna White's huge mansion. Wow. And they had... Uh, yeah. They had the people who would come to the, the ballets, yes. and they gave you a rose when you got out of the car. Yes. And it was See, lovely. my potlucks were in the cafeteria. Oh, I know. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Or outside in the backyard. There you right. go. Okay. So it was a, let me tell Real you, this was culture. a trip. Yes. A trip. All right. Because of the entitlement, too. Yes. I, fe- I felt, I think too, and this is, them, right? I, the kids who had the most, um, I don't want to say problems, but they had differences and challenges. And yes. most teachers don't address maybe their learning style right. and tell the parent about it. Right. Because it was a college prep school. Yeah. They didn't want to and they it. didn't want to hear it. And they, it was very, very, oh my gosh. Yeah. And don't you think you brought some normalcy to their I did, lives? Because I would tell. I can't even fathom right. their lives. The kids, I think they are craving boundaries. Absolutely. I think the parents thought I was too strict, but I was fun. Yeah. And I proved them wrong by the end of the year because you have to start out with rules. Yeah. And you have to start off strong. You can't be their best friend. No, absolutely not. They have too much of that. They have their nannies are their best friends, et cetera. And that was an issue, right? Didn't you deal Huge with Huge issue, and especially, yes. you know, doing their homework. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, they paid those nannies. Right. right. <laughs> they thought they were tricking you. Right. <laughs> I was with the teacher. We'd have parent night, and they would all come, all yes. of them. And they would pick you apart with questions. And we always said, save your questions for the end. We had a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> And um, well, just, we might answer some of your yes, questions. Yes, we might answer some listen. of your questions. Right. Or, you know, you can call us. Yes. For, for, but I know that yes. we called a very lovely lady that was another mentor of mine, Carol Thompson. We called uh-huh. her Mother Thompson because she was kind of like a mother to everybody. Yeah. And she's very tough. And we said, if you believe, 
we would end our parent night like this. If you believe half of what your children tell you about us at home, (laughs) then we'll believe half about what your children tell us about you at home. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, they love that. So we're all equal, right? So we made it funny, and we we tried to, because we were experienced teachers. I mean, Carol had much experience, and they really called us master teachers. Yeah, they did use that word mm-hmm. back then. That's and they thought yeah. of me as one. And I was even Good. considered, you know, when I was team leader or whatever, mm-hmm. in the, a private school, mm-hmm. you're actually uh, more administrative, too, right. and they right. include you in that. Yeah, they don't have the middle management. Like right, and I tell them, you know, living, I have to tell you, living in Los Angeles in California is very, very expensive. Yeah, this... And I had taken my teacher retirement out to be able to go. go, I had wanted to be a set designer and I wanted to get into something very creative. creative. And Hollywood's a tough place. I mean, the set directors probably the the designers. They die in the position. They die in the position, yes. And it's a very hard thing. You know, people think they're going to go out there. You learn real quick. Do you know how many? People we had that were directors, <laughs> et cetera. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, huge people. I right. I had a parent um, want, wanted to take me to lunch one time at the country club. Right. And do you know who I met? I met um, Sean Connery. I remember. Yeah. I met... Uh, Robert Duvall. I don't think... I don't know. It could have been Robert Duvall yeah. and uh, some other people. I mean, I was just floored. Yeah. And it was like weren't they playing oh, bridge? Or they something? were yes, they were playing <laughs> cards after they played golf. Yeah. Wow! And yeah. it was quite the experience. Yeah. And same with the Bel Air Country Club, where yeah. I went with some parents and okay. a child. Right. He didn't. They put him in my class because they felt I was good with with kids with different learning styles, but unusual things going on, and with their self esteem, etc. Right. I even had a, them put a third grader who was having outbursts uh-huh. and, and discipline problems, put the third grader Into in my grade? class in wow. fourth grade. Oh, fourth grade. Because you I was from life. Texas, and I can handle that. You're tough Texas women, we can handle that. Right. Anything. Well, and I told them right. one thing. Okay, I'd love to take him. Yeah. Now, he, oh, he was a handful. Okay. Yeah. I said, as long as I can bring him in the office and send him home in a cab if he throws a fit. Right, sometime out. Well, he threw a fit, big time. Right. And I picked him up. You know, I'm short, but yeah. I picked him up, and yeah. and I hauled him to the office, mm-hmm. and they called a cab. <laughs> well, that's all he needed to know. His daughter, his uh, daddy was a huge heart surgeon oh, in town. so he wasn't having that. Well, yes, and... It was so neat because he had to get placed out of Buckley. It was not the right environment, as for several kids with learning disabilities. Right, they just weren't that tolerant. Of right, that and with time. behavioral issues, right. they weren't. Qualified. They want the perfect, you know. Yeah. Let's go to you know teacher please or yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> okay. we'd have to, especially yeah. in fifth grade, we had to break the news to the parents that we Ooh, yes. that they had some major problems. And sometimes we be the, we yeah. were the first teachers because we weren't going to send them ill-equipped. Yeah. 
And, I mean, it's for the child. It I mean, is. And to me, you bring the child into the world. Right. You have to look at the facts. You and do. You have to see what's best for the child. Right. So, so that was some of the hardest parts. Um, so here's this Texas teacher saying, you know what? Your kid needs help, right? Well, and, and that wasn't be, always well to me, received. All, right? n- no. Okay. And you really learn how to have meetings with these parents mm-hmm. and how to be very strong. Right. Because um, they could intimidate. I they guess. intimidate and they and raise they like several it. teachers off. And this is, again, because they pay so much money oh, there. Yeah, I can see. The younger teachers... They would say to me, you mean you said that to them? I said, of course I did. It was the truth. After Mother Thompson left, and sadly she died of breast cancer, another teacher came that I had known and had been an assistant to us. And she had me come in on several conferences because she said, would you please come in? Would you just? Right. And she was very New York and very blunt, and she didn't. She couldn't use the Southern charm. Yeah. Because you really have to be careful. You do. And you want to be honest and to the point. Mm-hmm. But she said, I just can't do that. Right, right, right. I can't yeah. use it. I, I can't believe Southern you can, charm. <laughs> I can't do that. I said, yes, you can. You learn some buzzwords. Right. You can but it. it was very difficult with actors. Oh. Yeah, and so, and especially when they're married to each other. <laughs> Do you remember the story? You came home. No, Terry would come home on the holidays at Christmas, and of course, we would just, just listen to her story. Do you remember when you were tutoring a so young the, lady? Yes, and before she came into the fourth to, grade. Yes. This is when you they were, let tutoring go on from teachers, and right. we actually went to the houses. Right. And thank God and I had the different jobs because yes. you needed it to live. I, I needed it to live in, yeah, in make um, Los Angeles. Terrible. Yes. Right. So go ahead. So you are tutoring math, right? to Nicole Ritchie, mm-hmm. right? And you remember it was so surreal because upstairs, Lionel was working on, oh, he what was, a feeling, right? He was right. He was actually downstairs. Oh, and downstairs. Because we it drafted up the staircase. Yeah. Yeah. And Paris Hilton happened to be there, too. Yeah, they ran Nicole. together, yes. And I sat there on, uh-huh. we were like, you know, right around <laughs> the, the desk or whatever. And uh-huh. I sat there and said, Oh my gosh, that's Lionel Richie. <laughs> and he's practicing a new song so, and it's wafting up, and I get to hear yeah. him like this. It was so surreal was cool. to me. Right. And yes. he was a nice guy, wasn't he? Very, very nice. Good. And um right. I remember yeah. when when I had Nicole in my class, <laughs> he came to one of the to the parent night and he had a cape right. on. And the paparazzi, oh, they kind of know. Yes. They get in the trees. They, they're they all over the place. Wow. And they kind of mm-hmm. go out and kind of stand there for a second. Yeah. But um, get it over with. it's another thing. You know, Nicole and I got, to, I felt so bad when she had all her problems. Right. Now she's wonderful. Right. She had a child mm-hmm. a couple, two, three years ago mm-hmm. in Buckley. I retired after 20 years at Buckley in 2008. I can't believe it's been 12 years. I know. But my teaching partner, Susan, Mm -hmm. she had gone to see her child down in kindergarten, and that's where Nicole's child was. And Nicole said, 
do you know Miss Stanford? <laughs> and, you know, I had quite the reputation because yeah. I did a lot of fun things, too. I would tell them Once texting again. stories. Mm-hmm. We would play games with it. I would tell them about my family. I would tell them about right. old Rip, the horny toad that was in the um, <laughs> Eastland County Rip. Courthouse. And, yes. and it was a big deal. And the cornerstone, yeah. we would go to my grandmother's house in Cisco, Texas, yes. which is near Abilene. Yes, yes. And we'd always say hi to old Rip. Old Rip. Well, and their big thing was, and who knows if it's all true, but inside the courthouse, they loved this part. Yes. They had, they you know, the, the body of yes. old Rip. Old Rip. And um, when they took him out of the cornerstone, he was still alive. Oh. <laughs> but when he died, it was a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. He was in a matchbox. Oh. They put him in a little matchbox. So and sweet. Actually... And so the kids love these stories, yeah? Yeah, oh my gosh, they went nuts. I told them about the oil business because my daddy was in the, the oil, oil business. business. They probably thought you rode a horse. Mm-hmm. They love the Dallas Cowboys. They yes. like all this stuff. And I, so I would quiz them after I tell them these stories, uh-huh. and they get a prize. Oh, but so it was about the that. geography of Texas. Yeah, it was yeah. about everything. Yeah, no, but um, okay. it was such a neat thing. And my brother, Mike, who's married to Susan, yes. and my sister, Joe. Uh-huh. when we were at my grandmother's, we would catch those horny <laughs> frogs. We played with we them. We played with them. That was cool. Right. Nice. It's very cool. So they always wanted to know about old Rip. And some even brought me, one year, yeah. uh, some stuff came out about old Rip, and they brought me stuff from the newspaper. Like you've been lying about it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> they go and tell, they go and tell their, their parents and everything. Wow. But... Let me yeah. go back to Nicole for just okay, a go second. Back to I'm Nicole. sorry. She was part of that, too, she by was. the way. Yeah. But um, she, oh, they teased me. But she looked at Susan and asked about me. Uh-huh. And I taught with Susan for several years in the end. And she said she was my favorite teacher of all time. And it yeah. really made me feel good. Good. Yeah. Because that's what keeps you going. Right. right? And yeah. the teacher from Texas. Yeah. Right? It keeps you going because, listen, so you do go... Yeah. Through a lot of help because these poor children are often left with nannies. Yeah. Um, their parents are away for long periods of time sure. or they can't handle them. They're more into their career. career. Sure. And yeah. you have, it's neglect of a different type. Yes. And they threw money at them, right? But they didn't mm-hmm. throw themselves. But here's at the it. deal: yeah. the, the money, and it's not the same mm-hmm. as parental love, and. No. So I had many cases, you know, emotional sure. cases that I had to deal with. And that's what I was good at. But right. um, they put those kind of kids. But I yeah. have to have uh-huh. the meetings with the parents. Right. And so you had to know your stuff. Right. You have right. to believe in yourself. Right. You can't let these people control you because it happens in every school. Now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's always the, mm-hmm. the difficult. Since I parents. left. Okay. Um. It changed a lot. They got a different, um, it was like a head uh, administration, but it's like a superintendent in a way. Okay. And they changed everything where the parents were always right. And the teacher was always wrong. Yeah, well, I would have walked out of Buckley. Rights. Right. Yeah, I would have walked out of Buckley because they got no support from the administration. Right. Do you think it's because they were afraid of losing the tuition, right? Was that yes. part of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they That's a huge part. To the money. Well, it okay. went for a while. It was very popular till it wasn't. Yeah. Until a certain person, uh-huh. parents went to a certain person and got them to change some grades. 
Oh, uh oh. And it was in um, uh -oh. high school. Uh oh. Well, it there was you booted. Go. There you go. Thing. Yeah. But I could never have taught that way without no. support, without respect. And I demanded mm -hmm. respect not only from the kids, but the parents as well. Yeah. And you can establish that in a very nice way, sure. in a friendly way, too. Sure. But in fifth grade and fourth grade, we had to even, for some of the helicopter parents, and you do have many of those, too, mm -hmm. we had to get them to stay in their car when they drop their child off. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and now just leave them. You're over. not going to walk them into the classroom. No, you're not going not to sit down with them, fourth oh, and fifth, wow. and clean out their desk and do all mm -hmm. the things that we're trying to teach them to be right. self reliant. Oh, and the first year of lockers in the fifth grade, oh, those parents. We had to say the boundary is at the end <laughs> of the hall, and they'd all be standing there, you know, with big eyes looking at you. Well, oh, they thought we were strict, man. Oh my gosh, Miss to hearing no a lot, right? No. in their positions, no. they're catered to. And they're and catered, and but you too. do it very respectfully and said, "I'm teaching your child responsibility. responsibility." My biggest thing, and I think this is important. Okay. Instead of the parents sending me a note about the homework, I wanted the note from the kid. They could either do that, but that's when, you know, now we had the uh, answering systems and stuff. I, she, they would call my number at school, yes. leave me a message, and I would meet with them the next day. I did not want to hear the excuses from the parents. No. And this made a huge difference, and this is what I told the parents. One thing that I never was taught is how to talk to a teacher. Now, we had our favorite teachers, but it was very difficult in, mm -hmm. in junior high and high school right. to go up to a teacher. I said they need to be comfortable going and asking the teacher questions, telling them sure. they don't understand. Right. It's not you going to school. It's yeah. them. Right. And then we had huge rules about homework, too. And we'd catch them, and we'd give them very bad grades if it was the adult or wow. the nanny. And, <laughs> and the we work. would warn the parents about that, too, at you mm -hmm. know, parent night. Mm -hmm. But we had a lot of that going sure. on, There's especially if you were doing – a mission project of the California missions back then, and they're beautiful. And someone is doing these perfect roses, teeny weeny miniature roses on, oh on a beautiful Santa Barbara mission. <laughs> and you're going, how long did you spend on that? I bet that was tough. Yeah. And wow. I wonder what grade I should give you. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot lower because I would have rather seen that fallen down yeah. dump mission, you yeah. know, because the kids couldn't get it. To, but it, you could tell it was a child that oh did it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But, you know, there are many lessons to learn. Right. But I do feel for, I think they need to teach teachers how to okay. conference with a parent. It's a hard, I think. Right. I think, that, I think that's hard. one of the hardest things. And when, when a parent is upset, truly hard. Yeah, and I don't think you need to be by yourself. I think you need somebody you else do. in there you with do. you. You do, and I think that's very right. important. So as a student teacher, did you get to sit in on any conferences? Because if you, they're not any conferences, no. you don't get that. Yeah. So well, I didn't that. as a student teacher, no. I don't think I did. I either. think that was one of the most important things. Now, when I yes. had student teachers at Buckley, mm -hmm. 
I had them sent in with me. That's a, I think it's important. You know, their jaw their right. jaws were, you know, dropping, but sure. but well, yeah. I did it in a kind and friendly way, but you have to repeat a lot of what they say and say. Now if I understand, you know, I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. and you would repeat it just so they could be heard. Yeah. You know, sometimes people uh, don't listen because they listen to reply instead of listening what you said. Yes. And most people are sitting on the other side of that table, yeah. and that's what they're doing. Exactly. So you have to yeah, really, I think it's very important that I think they need more communication type uh, training. training in college right. and in student teaching. So again, And the ways to converse with another adult and get the most out of it, and especially in an adversarial position. Yeah, also. not make the situation worse. Right, I think right, a lot absolutely. of teachers make it worse oh, yeah. by getting defensive. And well, I think, a lot of the yeah. younger teachers would come to me a lot and say, what do you suggest? And, right. I, you know, I'd listen to them and I would sure. say it. But even the principal mm-hmm. couldn't believe some things I said. And it, believe me, it wasn't ugly. It was just that I had to tell the truth and I right. had to be honest because that child deserves that. Sure. So let's, let's compare public school to private, which was the most challenging, would you say? I would go with private, I think. Private emotionally. Yeah. Public, the different socio. Economic, but it was on a different lower level. Right. Where Just they were have they were being neglected for another right reason. Just My no first money. year of teaching mm-hmm. um, at the same school, they hired me in right. Garland, uh-huh. and we had a child that was at risk. Right. And he had lice for oh, one thing, dear. but. The counselor there had to call the, um, you know, that's required by law. Yeah. So I went with she and the principal, and we had to go to the apartment where they lived. And the mother, mother, there had been a baby and that child there by themselves. And it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Nothing was clean. Everything was all over the floor. It stunk. It, um, they were not being cared for at all. And I mean, it was. What an eye-opening experience! And you know, a lot, a lot of teachers that come to LA, they would probably go into public, and they put them into these schools where nobody wanted to go. Exactly. And um, and you couldn't get any parent help. No, because the parents were just right there. Right. But you know, you have to have your eyes up. I'm glad I had both. Okay. Good. But I really, I think in the end, Mm -hmm. Texas is a little bit different. Because of the money and the right. that the teachers the can get the the things that they need, the supplies. More but I think yeah. that uh-huh. all, I should have been paid as a counselor, not, well, as a, not a, a, a lot of teachers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of teachers. We don't like I said on a good day. I actually mm-hmm. taught, I and I had to counsel the parents. Oh, I mean, they would come to me with the problems and say, what am I going to do? I had a mother, and this will be my last story. Now, this is kind of a funny story. Everybody always loved it. Okay. So I had a big doctor, Mm -hmm. you know, and his wife, I had both of their sons, by the way, was very helicopter type. And, well, the boy is king, you know, and so is the husband, but they wouldn't get up. One time. Now, I had to deal with this all the time because oh, they couldn't get him out of bed. I had one parent bring the child in his pajamas. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, 
uh, I talked to this mother, she said, oh, Miss Miss Stanford, you have to do this for me. They listen to you, Miss Stanford. Well, duh, duh, because I mean what I say and I'm consistent. Well, they don't listen to me. I mean, the parents. Right. So she said, would you please, please, they drop, they just t- take their underwear off and just drop it everywhere. Can you just call my son? And this is the first son I had. And can you get him up in the morning? I said, absolutely not. I said, you get him an alarm clock and you set it and I don't care how loud you have to make it and get him out of that bed. Yeah, start the and habit count, now. And I yeah. said, if you want them to pick, put some baskets around the house and, you know, have them throw it in there. And there's consequences, by the way, Hello? if you don't do the right thing. Well, she got very upset with me. <laughs> and she had her a huge husband, surgeon, doctor, I mean, very Uh well known. Um, She sicked him on you? Sicked him. Well, it's funny. (laughs) Because I was, he, they put him through to the teacher's lounge and we would get calls in there too. Yeah, we would. And he said, now Miss Stanford, and he started into this and I said, but, no, I didn't say but, but I said, wait a minute. He did not have a chance in hell with me <laughs> because I did not stop talking. And you know what? He wanted off the phone with me so badly. Yeah. And he agreed with me at the end. But he said, got to go, got to go. I have to go to church. You know, I, well, thank you very much, Miss Stanford, for explaining to me because yeah. I was giving him the lesson of his life. Yeah. Did the son improve? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but really because – I made them live up to their responsibilities. Right. And in fact, all these little boys, I guess I was really good with the bad boys, but mm-hmm. they have all, they all came back to see me. And a lot good. of them as a senior, they would pick their favorite teacher. Most of them were high school and junior high. Right. And I was lucky enough yeah. uh, to be picked several times. And um, they would make a speech about me. Right. And I would make right. a speech about them. And yeah. it would just... It, it just warmed the pants off me, you know, right. but it was validated. And you need more validation from the administration, oh, number yeah, one, which you're not getting yeah. and from parents and from the child. And, you know, children do tell you and they do learn. And the parents I told you need to start this now who didn't mm-hmm. and went the other direction. They came, they would come back to me too and say, you were right. Wow. Well, Parents have to be consistent. So does the teacher. Yeah, I think. And you have to be willing to speak up to tell the truth because the truth always comes out in the end. I agree. So there you go. There you go. All right. So we want to thank Terry for sharing her. uh, (laughs) I have many more stories if you ever want to hear. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, she does for sharing her teaching experience. And I want to thank all my listeners today. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns, you can um, check my website or at podbean.com. And as always, dare to be a Chihuahua bat.